Welcome to episode three of Dale Soup, sponsored by Learner and Row. It's the way to go. Call 977-1900. All right. <laughs> I'm your host, Sky. And uh, we got our guest stars here. I'm Jeff. I'm Nick. I'm Joe. Sam. All right, so we got the oh, we got Shane on the way. Shane is on the way. He'll be another guest star coming in, uh, former co-host. So we're sitting here with Nick, Sam, and Joe, the Hendren Amigos. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the Dale Soup Podcast has been on a, let's see now, let's say a six, seven-month hiatus, <laughs> uh, just kind of going under a rebranding type of thing. And uh, now we're here, full relaunch. We're going to fire out at least two or three episodes in the next week. Uh, Looking forward to it. All right, so we got some hot topics today, um, but just to start everything off. Oh, by the way, this is the first Dale Soup podcast actually recorded in Scottsdale. First two were in Tempe, which is kind of weird, but uh, yeah. So it's getting real now. Sam's putting this on Snapchat. You have to throw it on the snap. Gotta yeah. throw it on the snap. This is going to be a big one day, so if you're here from the start, then uh, we support you and thank you, and we look forward to having you eventually on here. Okay, so first question, as always, uh, to the newcomers, Jeff, he was trying to get on here over the summer, Zips or Goldies? I got to say Goldies, man. It's like you have the, the chain side, and then you have like the family style, Goldies 100%. You can't change my mind. Maybe a little bit more expensive, but... You pay for the family atmosphere. You pay for the cool sports bar. You don't pay for the whole corporate feeling. That's a super hot take. Yeah. Nick, what was your opinion again? Uh, I don't know what it was the first time, but uh, right now I'm going to have to agree with Jeff on that. Goldie's, the environment there, it's just so nice. It makes it feel more of like, like, a, fa- like a neighborhood sports bar. It feels bar. more like a sports bar. Like I don't know what it is. But it just feels more like a classic sports bar. Like yeah. Green tables and everything. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Joe, do you have an opinion on this? I've never been to... I think I've been to Goldie's one time. That's been several years ago. So I guess I'd have to say I'm a Zips guy. And an ironic side story on Zips is that the owners of Zips used to live right down the street from us. Oh, yeah, that's okay. true. They did. They lived like three houses down. Really? That's cool. Yeah. Well, now they live over by Jeff's house. Really? Yeah. In the next neighborhood over. I did not know this. This is news to me. Well, I do know everything. So. <laughs> That's why you're the moderator. I yeah. guess so. Sam, what you thinking? I, th- I think uh, food-wise, exactly identical, although I do like the vibes at Goldie's more. Cool. Yeah. Goldie's, you know that you're in Scottsdale. Zips, yeah, it's basically a... I'd say Zips is a mobile Scottsdale. Goldies, you feel like you're just in a sports bar. Mm-hmm. Well, Zips, you could be out in Tempe. Uh, yeah, but it's got more of that upscale, like yeah. You know what I mean? They have the well. I guess the Scottsdale always, one is a little different than the Tempe yeah. one. Yeah, I would always go there after little league games, mm-hmm. and and then I'd go there throughout high school and stuff. And I was always like, I wonder what's upstairs. And Zips is like, you don't have the upstairs, so you you know what you're looking yeah. at. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Speaking of, uh, oh, I don't know if we can tell these stories on the podcasts. 
I remember we had a friend that got uh, kicked out of Goldie's for peeing off the second story. I don't know who was there for that. I think Jeff was there for that. <laughs> nah, Jeff wasn't there for that. I was definitely there. I was there. I'll say it. Yeah. <laughs> All you have to do is write a letter and apologize because <laughs> it's a family restaurant. Yeah. Don't pee off the second deck, that's for sure. Yeah, I had never really learned my lesson about peeing off the second story of restaurants until that night. But now I know for sure. Because I don't want to write a letter, all right, to go back to a restaurant. You know what I mean? They have that forever. They'll probably frame it. I wonder if that's the policy. Like, if you pee off our second story, you have to write a letter. How many times do you think that's happened to them? Is it in the corporate policy yeah. notes, you know? Like, if they do this, they have to write a letter, but if they do it this way, they get kicked off the premises forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hmm. Good Maybe it depends on the letter. But, uh... All if right. you were the owner, what would your policy be on a, on a drunk teenager peeing off the second story of your building? <laughs> oh. <clears throat> so... Did they get caught? I mean, did they see it happen? Or yeah, what? yeah, they watched Kicked it. Kicked out immediately. Really got, yeah, definitely. That's, uh, that's a no-no. You shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> yeah. I think everyone can agree on that. Uh, I think it was my restaurant. I'd ban them. Yeah. Or at least I'd say I'd ban them. I don't know how. Like, I'm not going to have facial yeah, recognition when they walk in the door. That's but, the like, thing. I'd try and remember the guy's face, and I, I'd let him know he wasn't welcome there anymore. I think I'd make them, like, hose down the patio, mop it up, do some real grunt work. And then they'll never want to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Just think next time. That sounds like yeah. a plot of a movie made in like 1970. <laughs> like, and then yeah, it turns around, the owner and the kid become best friends. It's like a happy ending. And he ends up owning the restaurant one day? Yeah, it's kind of like a Karate Kid like deal, isn't it? He like maybe invites him over and teaches him some new jitsu or something. How to pee in a urinal? Uh huh. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. All right. But um, speaking of just childish things, so how old is too old to mess with your neighbor's uh, Christmas decorations? Like, let's say you you place two reindeer in a... Mounted position. In a mounted position, exactly. What, what's the status on that? All right, so I think we were talking about this a little earlier. I think, uh, I think there's a gap here. I'm going to get a call from Shane, so someone else... I'll take me. over. I'll, so me, me and Nick share the same opinion on this. From the ages of 12 years old to 18 years old, it's hilarious. If you make two reindeer look like they're mounting each other, that's always funny. From the ages of about 20 to 30, it gets a little childish. You know, like, you, like you shouldn't be doing that. It's still maybe a little funny, and you chuckle on the inside. It's kind of like, oh, come on, you're older than that. You're older than that. However... The minute you pass 40 and you have a kid, it now becomes funny again because you're showing your inner child. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, actually, Sam here once stole uh, my family's Christmas decorations. We used to go, like, all out for Christmas. Honestly, maybe too far. But, um, Sam, you want to tell this little story? Well, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I can't exactly recall why we took the... For presents, but we thought it was a great idea. This guy had uh, some, some, you know, light up presents outside, so we took them, and we put them in someone else's yard, and then when we had to give them back, we just stole them from another house. So you didn't definitely didn't get the same presents back, um, and 
Yeah, I guess that's all to it. Yeah, my mom noticed that they were gone, and no one knew, and Sam didn't tell me for what seemed like months. No, he actually didn't tell me. Eventually, we just had new presents in the, our front yard, and we are like, well, at least we got something back. <laughs> but we actually didn't find out it was Sam until probably, like, March or something. And, uh, yeah, it was a good one, Sam. Yeah. I'll give you that. My mom will never forget that. <laughs> How far is too far? Just Christmas decorations. I don't know. You should show some, like, holiday spirit. But if I look at your house and it physically hurts to look at your house at night... I think you went too far. Or if there's just a bunch of bullshit in your front yard and, like, none of it is really a uh, compliment, like, it's got to look nice. If you're going to have a bunch of stuff, it just can't be a bunch of blow-up uh, Santas. Santas. Uh, if you get to like a certain that. point, you better spend the money to get, um, like, a playlist and, like, the lights dancing to yeah. whatever music's playing. Yeah. Because then that's another level. Mm-hmm. And you just what do you think of no that? lights? Because I've been seeing more and more of no lights. If you're Jewish... Yeah? You think there's no excuse? I think so. Everyone should at least have an inflatable oh, and show a little festivity. Or a wreath. A little festivity. You know, like, it's it's hard. People get busy all the time. Like, it, it takes a weekend to put up the lights. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't blame you, but I think people should make your house a little bit more fun. Yeah. However, this is a hot take right here. <laughs> if you have the lasers and that is your only excuse for lights, Come you're on. lazy. That's lazy. That's lazy. just lazy. At, we got two at lasers. <laughs> we got two lasers. We got two lasers, but I didn't put them up this year. But you've got the lights, though. But if you have other lights and the lasers, you know, like, you're trying. But if you just have lasers and that's what you call your Christmas decorations, mm-hmm. I, think it's, I think it's lazy. At least change your garage lights to red and green bulbs. <laughs> that's a good one, too. Super easy. Very easy. Cheap. Cheap. Show some things. Yeah. Maybe next one we'll do, you know, how to put up lights tips. Yeah. <laughs> Dale Soup will set up your lights for you at no cost. All you have to do is retweet us. <laughs> That's a lie. I'm not going out there. <coughs> I need at least 15 beans in my pocket before I'm, before I'm climbing up a roof. Also, what about the Scott scene? Now we're a Scottsdale podcast. What do you think about the people that pay other people to put up the lights? I Professionally think that's fine. done. I think fine. that's fine. As long as you get it done, you know, if you have the money to make someone else do it and it makes it look better, yeah, fine. Why not? Yeah. It's usually worth it because they do a good job. They do. And I mean, it's their job. They've probably gotten pretty good at it. All right. But gosh, what kind of what kind of business would that be where you, you're having a rough year for uh, all those other... All those other 11 months out of the year, yeah. 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 By that one month you go gangbusters. Mm-hmm. So, how old should you tell your kids, or how old should your kids be when you tell them Santa Claus is not real? Oh. So I think we're gonna preface this by like you know you probably don't want like your kid being the first kid to tell everyone Santa Claus isn't real because then you know like because then, then you know like your kid's the one spoiling. <laughs> the Shane has arrived. Shane, Shane has, arrived. has arrived. He's fucking. <laughs> Shane is here. Uh, quick word from the sponsors during this break. Learner and Row, it's the way to go. Call nine seven seven one nine zero zero. All right. So what were we talking about? How old should your kids be when they find out Santa isn't real? I think. Uh, what? What? How old are you in like mm, fourth? Fourth, fifth grade. Fourth, fifth nine, grade? ten. Yeah, because that's when people start figuring it out. I don't remember how old I was. Do you guys remember how old you were? 
I was about that age. Yeah. yeah. Before middle school, for sure. Yeah. Well, let's hear it from a parent. What do you think? Do you want your kids to be the, the first ones that are telling other kids? And maybe they're ahead of the curve? Or you want them to be the dumb ones that still think Santa's real when everyone else knows? Well, I think that's uh, up to the kids. It shows their intelligence. Well, I mean, but you're the one who decides when they find well, out. Well, I don't think the parents... Most uh, of the unless, time, you don't think the parents are the ones telling no, them? I don't think the parents are the ones... I think most of the time, unless it just gets ridiculously old, you know, they're a senior mm-hmm. in high school and still... <laughs> I think at some point in time, you do have to tell them. But uh, I think in most cases, they, they learn it themselves. Mm. I think my sister I remember, purposely uh, played dumb so that she continued to get extra presents from Santa. I remember when I found out the Easter Bunny wasn't real, I walked, it was maybe a week before Easter, and I walked into the backyard, and uh, my dad, who is here, was watching maybe football or something on the TV, and I just walked up to him and I asked him, I was like, is the Easter Bunny real? And he just looked at me and he said, no, it's not. <laughs> I was like, good. I don't remember. I don't remember. I think the Easter Bunny kind of... I think you have to realize the Easter Bunny isn't real first. Right? That's just unrealistic that a bunny hops to every house. Santa, with a sleigh and reindeer, at least he moves quicker. You know? But... I agree. Easter Bunny goes first. I remember growing up when I was a kid, though. I grew up in the Midwest where there's actually snow. And... I do remember going to the window Christmas morning to see if there was any sleigh tracks out in the snow. Uh-huh. And what did you find? I didn't find any. Oh, man. That, that was a little rough, huh? That, that, that broke my heart. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go ahead and introduce the, our guest that just arrived here on scene. Or on, what do they call it in, like, professional stuff? On the set. On set? Yeah. Offset. Offset? I was in the green room for like a couple hours. Yeah, yeah your makeup. He was getting prepped. You look good. Yeah, I feel good. So Hawks say way. a few words to the fans. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. That's yeah. rough. What do you think about that as a Chiefs fan? <laughs> well, the Chiefs, I'll have to say the Chiefs are uh, kind of fading here in the last few weeks. They need to pick their, uh, pick their game up a little bit. I think they miss Kareem Hunt. Yeah. I miss Cream Hunt. My fantasy team went to shit. I uh, lost Odell Beckham and Cream Hunt. The Hawks played a good game tonight. They should. They deserve it. <laughs> yikes. How about them Cowboys? Heading to the playoffs once again. Just throwing that out there. We'll see you there. It's going to be a while since right we'll before play. you change your Twitter bio. Yeah, right now, if everything stands, we play, we play in Dallas. I'm afraid, because Russell Wilson's a bad man. Yeah, did you see his touch pass tonight? No, I didn't. Mahomes threw one, like, underhand sideways, and he threw, like, one up them, and then he turned his hips and, like, threw, like, a shortstop across his body, opposite field. He's a danger, Russ. Yeah, he is. Mustaches. Are they back in? I think so. I think so. Shane's rocking one. Sam, you definitely can. It's off right now. (laughs) I... I have a goatee because my, my uh, mustache just comes in too blonde, but it's actually there, whether you can see it or not. Okay, whether Sky's blonde mustache is, like, visible is up for debate. I'm not 100% sold. <laughs> I know my blonde mustache cannot be seen, and I don't try and rock it. Yeah, mine looks pretty gross. 
it's pretty close to uh, some pedophilia stuff going I've on. I've been thinking of getting some some hair dye. I don't know if that would work, but I want yeah, to test it out. some mascara in it. <laughs> I'll hit up my sister for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll test that out tomorrow. I'm down. Yeah, I think you should. Yeah. All right, so what's our next topic here? Um, you know what? 2019 is coming. Uh, technology is just, you know, coming from nowhere. Elon almost Musk seemingly out of space. Build. Elon and Musk is a guy. Yeah, he's That's a hot take. Elon, Elon Musk is a guy. Elon he Musk is, a is still a person. He's still here. And how do we feel about drones these days? That's how I do it. How do we feel about what? Drones. Sam, you stole drones. Ask flying one over a uh, police station. <laughs> oh, yeah. What, what happened? I heard something happened with you flying a drone over a police station. Absolutely. I had a drone. Did not intentionally fly it over a police station. Um, but it turns out we did, and there were about 15 cops in the backyard, at the front of the house, in the house, very, very quickly. So they're just happy. How'd they, track, how they track down where the drone was being piloted from? Because there's a fuck ton of lights on the drone. And, uh, oh, you landed it back at the house. Well, yeah, because we, no, we didn't... You didn't know what you had done. We didn't know. We, we just hit the go home button, and it flew over a police station. And, then and it, they just immediately started following it in patrol cars, or what? I guess so. How do they uh, how do they follow a drone that fast on the street? You just sit, you just see it. <laughs> just follow it. Can you point to the to the mic and show them to the audience where where the drone where, was yeah. in the sky? Yeah, I'll do it again. You just you just see it. You guys see and that? Follow it. Yeah, if you guys didn't see that, I think the audio uh, got that. You see it and follow it. Yeah. Well, the lights. That is. Next ad read, Sam. You got it right in your hand. Uh, so what happened? What did the police question you or what? I actually want to hear more about this story. This is they wanted to see the drone. They wanted to know why we were flying it over the police station. They wanted to see any videos that were. Uh, it wasn't recording at the time, but they wanted to verify that. And uh, were you able to? No, because uh, it was empty, and they just thought we were messing with them. The SD card didn't have any data on them. So. Huh. So. Where did you set, what was the, per, like, where did you fly it to? I and just, what were you doing? If you weren't recording. I think we were trying to test the range on it. I think we were trying to, that sounds suspicious. <laughs> so we'd fly it until it'd be out of signal and then hit the go home button. And then it just flew over to the police station when it came back. Wow. And Dang. as, like, the moment your drone arrived, there were cops there? In the backyard, yeah. <laughs> That's nuts. I don't know how legal that is. At that point, and now they could probably. But Should it when was that? Right, is drone. Now you wouldn't be able to do it because it has geofencing, to where oh, really? the drone wouldn't be able to fly over. That's crazy. The police station. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They so, have everything. So uh, yeah. How do you feel about? Should you be able to fly your drone into your neighbor's backyard and just let it hover there? Because that's an invasion <laughs> of privacy. Well, should it sounds it, like we know how you feel about it. Should you be able to break into your neighbor's house? <laughs> Should you be able to uh, get your neighbor's wife's phone number and start start uh, a little relationship? Yeah, there? that's that's the question. I think we all need. Yeah, that. what do you think? I mean, should everyone get geofencing? Uh, I thought we were talking about neighbors' wives. Yeah, that's what I thought too, man. Oh well, just I mean. <laughs> hey, hey you're, you're everywhere right now. Come on, come back to right. hey, come on bring it back. Say, uh, Focus in. Just because there's a goalie doesn't mean you can't score. That's what. Uh, wow. That's, what oh, wow that's, that's a hot take, boys. 
<laughs> Write that no. down. Throw it on Twitter. I I feel like drones should. Ah, there's got to be a limitation to it. It's new yeah. technology. Yeah, with Amazon being able to rights. just drop off packages, do they have to use main public streets to get there? I think we're a little, little far out from there, but I think that would that would significantly hurt their thing. Because I mean, you think about the range, everything that cuts down your range having to go you know, go through the main streets. Yeah. And not going through there, and uh, I guess it turns into a like, legal case. Do you own the air above your house? Like, can like is the air is it public space? Is it does the government own it? Like, who physically owns it? Exactly. So if I fly over, am I invading your privacy? Or am I just, you know, flying a drone? Using the airspace. Using the airspace, you know? Does um, Southwest own the fly routes in which they fly from here to L.A.? Huh. Well, those are the fly zones. So maybe up to a certain uh, height. So maybe maybe we own 30 feet above the house and anything above 31 feet. That can be fair. That can be seen as an invasion of privacy. Okay. Um, I I can see that. But Jeff, being an aerospace uh, engineer, uh, just give us a little background on what you know about the field. Yeah, so it's a it's one of the classic cases of like technology increased and then uh, policy just couldn't uh, catch up with it. You know, we have all these drones that have like mile long capabilities, video <coughs> feeds straight to your phone. You don't even need high. T- you don't even need a whole bunch of sensor packages to be able to look at all the data. I heard, like, I heard Elon Musk touch a little bit about uh, legislation not being able to keep up with technology. I think I think Elon uh, has some good points there. I don't know if you guys... What do you think about Elon? Dude, I'm not I'm not a fan, man. I think... Actually, I, so I'm a fan. I think privatizing space industry is cool. And he has some really good points. But I think he's a little bit full of himself. In some interviews, he'll come in and say, you know... How, like, he hit the books and looked at some engineering aspects, and, you know, he really uh, came up with the tunnel things. He almost and gets triggered a- when people are interviewing him, and they're like, so you run the company, and they're innovating for you. And exactly. Say, and I'm so the he, one on the floor engineering. Exactly. So he, th- so he thinks himself, and I guess tries to portray himself, and I just don't see that. He's a good businessman, but I think he has a team of investors, and he's a team of people behind him, a think tank. Where do you think the designs are coming from, though? Him or...? No, his designs are coming from brilliant PhD students coming out of Georgia Tech, going to work for a SpaceX, one of the top companies, and they're doing everything. And there's, and there's no way. So when he says he's on the ground floor doing those, doing all the engineering, you think that's kind of BS? Oh yeah, there's. I, I think that is a complete misportrayal of his role in his companies. Oh, and what he why, do you think, why do you think CEOs do that? Because Steve Jobs had a little bit of that going on. It feels like they feel the need to say they're they're the ones. And I think it. I think it makes them like a little bit like proprietary. Like you know, it gives them like more worth in the company because yeah. like they're thinking they're yeah. doing that. When I mean, granted, making the high level decisions, that's needed. Like that's a that's a yeah. rare skill to have because you know that's all pressure on your soul on your shoulders. Uh-huh. I don't know why they think they can be a tech a technical role. I think just accept the fact yeah. that like know what you do and don't try and um yeah, but and same I think too. he's a really smart guy though. Yeah, I think he's made he's made some good decisions. He's made some good financial decisions. And yeah, I think he's he definitely a hard like worker. Even creating PayPal or- but is he on the level? Yeah, is is he on the level of those guys? You know, on the making sure that the rocket vibrational nodes through the thrust chamber All does right. it have an effect on the rocket? There's no way you're. I had I, Jeff. I don't know. This could talk I about, don't know, Jeff. Talking about thrust chambers. Well, yeah, but, you know, I, I don't know anything about the thrust chambers. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. When you're the owner of the company, 
you might not be the one that's actually doing the development or the uh, uh, you know the initial design, but but you're the guy that's funding it, pushing it through, and organizing it. Yeah. So, but if it wasn't for you, then a lot of these people wouldn't be getting their ideas into action. Into action. That's like okay. what Steve so, Jobs so, said. He said he doesn't play an instrument; he plays the orchestra. So, so that's the thing. When you're the owner that's of the company, take. I mean, I would take. I would. I would say, yeah, that's that's my product. Yeah. I'm the one that pushed you through. Yeah, no, uh, I'm not. I'm not saying that he should have the the SpaceX thing behind him. I'm saying he has claimed to have like technical roles in the company, and I'm saying it's really needed. We know because every, every engineer comes up, and they have their idea, and they go, "That's the thing," and it's his decision where the money goes. Because my, if you have a finite amount of funding and finite capital, you have to decide where you put your money and the engineering. What you want to engineer better to get your best results, which is yeah. Right. So I think, yeah, he's a, that is a hard role and very needed, but I think he tried and portrays it too much. I guess that's my point on his Elon thing. Also, do you think it's an ego thing, or do you think it's like a smart marketing tactic, though? Because it's, uh, it's something that not only Elon has done. I think, I think it's a smart marketing tactic, tactic, because people all hail him as this brilliant guy. You know, It, it makes people think of you in a certain different yeah. light. Yeah. I think it's a smart brand. He's, it's kind of br- like what Kanye's been doing. He yeah. wants to compare himself to Walt Disney and Jobs and all those people. He's trying to brand himself. Yeah. You know, they all they all built brands around. You know, you say Disney, Jobs. You know, like you mm-hmm. like you think of know, a specific thing. I actually think Kanye is an icon like that, though. Like because he's gone from producing to rapping to making fashion designs, and now it's like. You see rappers getting all kinds of sponsorship deals and getting. You think he would have could? You think he could have done what he's done in the fashion industry if he didn't have the name he does? So, yeah. No, because I personally don't think his shoes are that great. I'm just gonna say it. I think Yeezys are kind of overpriced. I sure. think I think he I think he's a marketing genius, just like Musk and Jobs, and I think I think uh, he's one of those guys that could sell water to a lake. You know. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's probably marketing it to a niche market. Yeah. He knows yeah. what his market is. It's an icon. Yeah. Speak about the shoes thing. Did you guys hear about the Payless uh, incident they did? No. No. So Payless made a prank for a publicity stunt where they came out and they opened up a store. They made it look very nice, you know, the very high end, and they called it some. They called it like a French version of Payless. Where like now looking back at it, you can see how they got the name from Payless, and they put up their shoes. And they put price tags of five hundred, seven hundred thousand dollars shoes. Mm-hmm. You know, had a couple bloggers write about it, yeah. and people came to the store willing to pay seven hundred dollars for for a twenty dollars pair of shoes. You buy pay less. Exact same, exact same everything. Yeah, it's crazy because uh, I think those like those financial type statements that people make nowadays are kind of a new thing, like having a black card. Uh, having Yeezys, like was that a thing when you were growing up? Having expensive stuff, like on your outerwear, so people could see that you were an affluent person or something. I feel like that's kind of a kind of a new thing. Like Gucci flip flops. Yeah, they're flip flops. Why, yeah. why are you spending hundreds of dollars for them? Mm-hmm. I mean, and I as, and I day, think back in my day we didn't have all that like yeah. it is today, but it was kind of starting because Converse. Uh, Shoes, basketball shoes. They were kind of the leader of that. They came out and started had the iconic first big branding of of shoes. Yeah. Hmm. 
And it's funny because most of the time when you see people wearing like a Gucci belt or something like that, they don't have a lot of money. And the people that have a lot of money are wearing like a flannel and flip-flops and sweatpants, but they're hopping out of an Audi R8. Yeah. That's what I've seen. Just two different kinds of people. But Joe, so what do you think is the craziest technological advancement you've seen in your lifetime? Cell phones. Mm -hmm. I mean, now, it used to be, you know, everyone had a phone in their house and that was it. Now, you can't get away from your phone and you can do anything on your phone that you want to do. That, I think that's the biggest thing. Like we're recording this podcast on the phone. We don't right. need a studio. Right. You have unlimited information in your hand, in your pocket. Yeah. It's pretty nuts. I mean, with your, think of it, with your phone today, you can almost do just about anything you want to do. You can fly your drones, you can operate a lot of technology from it. I mean, it's... it's Record videos, your pictures, your storage, all, processing power. I think your home, we all came into the elementary school when all of our teachers said, you want to have a calculator on you at all times. You yeah. want a flashlight on you at all times. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what, bitches? Yeah. It's in our pocket. <laughs> and that's, that's the thing. Like, how much math are people going to need to know in the future? Like, you get, you know, there's math way on your phone, and it will do almost any equation for you, unless you're doing, like, some, some Jeff's classes. But, <laughs> okay, man, I mean, so any math you need to do on a day-to-day -day basis, you can do on your phone. I guess you're going to need to know how to plug in the equations, but... Our math class is going to look the same in 10 years, 20 years? What do you think? So I think I, I want to weigh in on this one. And so whether you can take a derivative or whether you can do the math or all your equations, everything like that, that's not the important part. The important part is the logical thinking. I think math classes teaches you how to take logical progressive steps. Like you know, you can use, yeah, like the multiplicity rule to solve for this, to solve for this, to solve for this, and that's how you get your end results. And, you know, it yeah. teaches you to think critically and think logically. Then, like, an English class teaches you to be creative. History teaches you actually about history, you know, things you need to know. I think a math class teaches you how to think logically. So I don't think the, the yeah. math classes are going to change. And I'm, I'm a big... It's and, just all about learning how to think at a higher level and problem solving. Yep, I think it's... Which should yeah. be able to do. Which I... And people always say, you know, oh, I'm never going to use this. Yeah, you're probably never going to use trigonometry the rest of your life. But learning it... And learning how to do it and learning how to think about a problem and learning how to analyze something, mm -hmm. I think will serve you good in the rest of your life, no matter what you no matter what industry you go into. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Shane? Yeah. Shane, what's going on? We have Shane here, he's got a thick mustache, he's rocking it. Uh, he's got some hot takes. And I want to hear him. Got a couple freezing cold takes too. Some freezing cold takes, some cold slices. I think he's really going to bring it out on us. Shane's throwing some ice cubes in the soup now. Let's hear it. Ice cubes in soup, that's a cold take. <laughs> that is a cold take. You guys take. ever do that? Uh, I have put ice cubes in my soup to cool it down if it's too hot. Kind sucks to ass, I've never done it. Yeah, it down. That's a cold you take. You need too much sauce. No, no, no. It's like There's no such thing as too much you, sauce. You make SpaghettiOs. You make SpaghettiOs ever and they're like, bro. I pour some milk in my SpaghettiOs. Okay, that makes sense. That's disgusting. I don't even What's like videos in the first place. Oh, okay, freak. that's absurd. Oh, yeah, I'm a little freak. Girls out there, if you need a top chef husband, 
I know how to make up some uh, SpaghettiOs and pizza rolls, so hit my line. Bang All on. right, what's our next topic of discussion here? Um, I got one. So Sam's been kind of quiet. Sam, how do you feel about the birds and the lime skewers? Do you think they're <clears throat> everywhere? Do you think it's a good idea? Do you think they're overvalued? Give, give, me, your, give me your opinion. Also, a, a brief overview of what bird and lime is and the differences. Mm. Mm. Uh, that, that's good, because not every city has them. Uh, bird and lime... Similar to uh, the on-demand world that we live in, where you can get an Uber and Lyft, you can request uh, or get a scooter or ride one whenever you want. Um, in Tempe, anyway, and I know many other cities, they seem to be just about everywhere, uh, which I think is super annoying because they dropped off all these scooters before cities had any regulations, uh, which backfired in some ways. A lot of cities made uh, the, the scooter companies pick them back up. Um, but I think it's going to be interesting in a few years once... Once I know Uber is probably going to acquire either Bird or Lime here soon, and then I, from what I heard, is Uber will have the option where you request an Uber, and it drops you off instead of your final destination. It drops you off near a scooter that's close to your destination, but still on a main road, and then you scooter to that's the probably rest. Probably for super urban areas. Yeah, it wouldn't work everywhere, um, but in cities, uh, it would. It would save. Uber money because they wouldn't have to drive through uh, neighborhood streets and they can get dropped off at a scooter and uh, it would save the customer money because they don't have to spend as they'll be able don't to Don't you think the Uber drivers will not like that because they'll be getting shorter trips and they might... But they'll less. get more trips. They make, they make more money on having more trips more frequently versus longer trips. Okay. Less often. Okay. Because they make more... They make most of their money on starting the fair and ending the fair and make less on distance and time. So if they can do more trips, they would make... Is that what's your most expensive... its percentage? Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, let's go around and uh, say our most expensive Uber, because I've got a good one. <laughs> Oof. I'll give one. I do, uh, before we do that, I do have a question for Sam. So is that where, is that why, Uber, does Uber take the money from the actual trip length, or do they take the money from well, the take, start and end? They take their percentage from, because you're starting an end fare... Are you get regardless of how long the trip is. Uh-huh. So the only percent they take is from the time and distance. Interesting. I did not know that. I just figured it was an overall percent, flat percentage, mm-hmm. which I found out recently. It's not. Yeah. And it varies per ride and mm-hmm. how much it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Sam, I don't know how much you want to dig into this, but shout out to Pasty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you want to give that a little shout out? Great company. Pasty. Pasty's fantastic. I'd like to keep things, uh, you know, a little... Uh, you know, I like to stay secretive in some, some aspects here, but uh, Pacey's lovely. That makes it sound way, way more shady than probably what you would have if you would have just elaborated. Because now it sounds like you wear pasties. Well, maybe I do. You'll never know. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, so, Nick, your most expensive Uber? My most... Let, how about everyone else goes and then I go? I don't know if I have a good story. Does anyone? Have, I remember Riley Denton took an Uber from Arizona to uh, Mission Beach. That's now impossible. That would have had to have been a long time ago. I remember when you were yeah. Well, it was uh, when we when it was twenty fifteen, and it, it might have been different Ubers, but he rode Uber from Scottsdale to which for the audience here, because we've got an uh, audience all around the world. We're global. Uh, that's about a. Global seven, seven, eight hour, eight hour drive. Yeah, seven to eight hour drive. Wow. 
depending on traffic. But so I had to take, the July, had to take a three-and-a-half-hour Uber from Albuquerque to Clovis, and it was about 220 big ones. That was, that was a fun day. Was that straight to the car dealership? No, I, so I had actually gotten a fight with the girlfriend I had at the time who lived in Albuquerque, and she told me she wasn't going to take me back to Clovis. So I had to, <laughs> I had to take an Uber. Yeah, that was, a, that was a big pocket damager right there. Yes. Yeah. Another pocket damager. How's everyone doing in the stock market? I'm doing pretty terrible. I'm $5,000 down on the quarter. It's fucked right now. Are we in a recession? Uh, no. The government the rec- A recession has nothing to do with the stock market. Just in case you're listening to this uh, in the future, the government is currently shut down for the second time in a decade. And... <laughs> is it only... I think it's more than that. No, it was shut down in, uh, when we were juniors in high school. It got shut down in the last two years. Because I remember it got shut down when I was in the military. I didn't get paid. Really? Yeah. Uh, I don't think that was a full shutdown. That was like a... Well, I don't know what it was, but I didn't get my damn paycheck. So I remember it. Did they give you back pay for it? No. You don't what get about back right paid. Now? And you still have to go to work. Are you still getting paid right now? I should be. Because I think it was a stipulation. I think they may, yeah, because they, that's the, so that's the kind of the weird part, is that, so, like, they know when they're going to get shut down, so they made the stipulations, like, they're going to still pay military, or they'll still pay parks. Yeah, I think it's Which, up to the president. they shut down, like, Well, 25%. what they said is they're not paying non-essential services. So, here's the question about that. If it's non-essential, why do we even have them? That is interesting. Yeah, but would you consider, well, like, national parks essential? Well, non-essential um, just means what like, services? things aren't going to hit the fan if you don't if they're have still them working for a week. Generating money, I think they should be open. I bet Yellowstone National Park, there is no way that's a profitable business. However, it's like a national landmark that I think should be kept up. And, you know, I think the government should fund that. You know, how, it's astronomically low how much a percentage we spent national spending gets spent on national parks. And I don't think the cashier or everything working there is a... Is a uh, what was the word? Not essential. Yeah, not is is, is an essential personnel. Well, Amtrak, but we should still have it. Amtrak is owned by the federal government, and you know they're not going to shut that down. That is, yeah. So I don't know what a non-essential service would be. I guess maybe it's just offices that uh, doesn't have any. What someone else said, you know, if, if it's not a money-making and not yeah. dealing with the public directly, maybe. Uh-huh. Yeah. Also, do politicians still get paid during the shutdown? Oh, of course. They do. Depends on the office. I mean, local government... If, if, if I hold stuff, a seat in the U.S. Congress, do I still get paid when the government shut down? No. I don't think part you do. Of, you're part of the reason that it shut down, so you should be working towards... You, if you want your money, you should be working towards getting bills passed. That's what that's, I think. I feel the same way. I don't know if they don't get paid though. I think that's a question for Google. That is a good question, Shane. You know, I have no idea, but I feel like the higher up it goes, the more like likely it is that they would be getting paid. I feel like there's a lot of like yeah. restrictions on because they're considered essential. I guess they. I I think they would consider themselves essential. That would be weird if they didn't, like, as a group. <laughs> Interesting, but they, yeah. But they shouldn't get paid 
If they're the people that's willing to shut the country down yep. and they're forcing other services not to get paid, then why should they get paid? Exactly. Yeah. They're the they're the decision makers. They're the ones that's calling the shots. A part of this is because of the uh, the wall on our southern border, border, which is uh, a solid three four hours away from the Scottsdale. So uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? Is it worth it? The wall? Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. If you look at how much we lose uh, every fucking year. Uh, on illegal immigration. I, think I live really in Tucson, is. and I think it's evident that there needs to be something done about immigration. So, I mean, people, like, they're... I don't, they're, I don't, they're, I, they're I, I heard, I heard all the... It doesn't yeah. work, but we don't know if it works or not. I heard all the numbers outlined for how much money we're losing because of, uh, I don't know, the numbers between 30 million, right, and 40 million illegal immigrants in the nation, and it's a lot of money. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know how much of a difference it would make person to person, but... Well, just in the last few weeks, not, uh, aside from the money, they caught uh, two, two people coming in that had already been kicked out before that's criminals, mm -hmm. and an MS-13 person coming back in that had been kicked out. Yeah. So, I mean... There definitely has to be. Some I know. Sort of I know who should really be for the wall is feminists. Elaborate. Because uh, <laughs> coming across the border with illegal immigrants, if you're a woman, you have a ninety percent chance of getting raped. That's a fact. Really? Yep. Yikes. Well, how about that caravan on the way up? Or is it, what's the status on that? I'm I'm kind of behind Dude, on that. Like, how many people just got caught in Tucson? It was like some like it was in the hundreds, in like a house. <laughs> yeah, it was insane. Or it might have been in, in a day, and there was like thirty or something in the house. Oh, but they yeah, were all from like Honduras. Yeah. Yeah, it was like four days ago. Yeah, that's insane. I was actually uh, an extra on a TV show called Run Coyote Run. I've yet to see the episode because apparently it's only like you can only see it if you're in Mexico or a Spanish-speaking country. But the show revolves around. Border crossing, whatnot. So, how do you think the caravan should be handled, Sam? Uh, Shout out, run, coward, run. <laughs> Probably exactly how they're doing it. Uh, keep them in Mexico and then let them go. Give their uh, once they're ready for their case, their court case, they can come and do it. Let them plant their seeds south. What do you th What do you think about military intervention, though? Um, I think it's I think it's smart how the military is at the border, um, but I, I don't know if I would do any uh, actual harm to the people, but use as many. Resources. But did you hear about how most of uh, the front of the caravan is militant-aged men that are that are throwing rocks at uh, military helicopters in Mexico, and uh, I mean, doesn't that kind of sound like a militant group? See, militant-aged. Is that an act of war? Yeah. I don't believe throwing like rocks constitute an act of violence. Maybe like shoot back like beam throwing rocks is not an act of violence. Throwing rocks. I don't know if it constitutes getting shot at by military members, but I I would consider throwing rocks an act of violence. You should be able to detain them, or I mean, I think the the beanbag. Should I be think it to, should be followed equal force. Yeah, non-lethal yeah. options. Exactly. Yeah. Um, speaking of illegal aliens, what do we? 
feel about aliens? Oh, Are they real? Rough. I had a sighting. I had a sighting. I heard. All right, so I was You're actually on the way to Shane's house. And oh, this really? Was, this uh, was in Arizona? Yeah, this was when I was in high school. And I used to have a video. I don't know if I ever showed you. Yeah, you know you did. When yeah. You so, yeah, when I got a new phone, I, I, it didn't transfer over. But uh, I, was, I literally just pulled out of my driveway to go to Shane's house. And I see this, and it's broad daylight. It's maybe, like, right after school, like, 3 or 4 o'clock. And in the sky, there's nothing in the sky, no clouds or anything. There's this one light. And it's, it looks like a really bright star, and it's white. And uh, I was like, oh, I'm going to take a picture of this. That's weird that, like, a star is showing in the middle of the day. I, I didn't think it had anything to do with aliens. And I start, I start a video, and this thing starts slowly moving up, and all of a sudden it shot up. Like, super fast, shot in the sky, and then it was gone. And I, I used to have video evidence, and it sounds crazy, but I swear, this this was like the, one of the craziest things I've ever seen. And what happened to that video? And when I got a new phone, it just didn't get transferred. Yeah. Because this was years That's ago. Sad. This was probably 2014. Okay. So I definitely believe when you leave this earth, when you go to heaven, you're going to another planet. I think you, whenever this you die, you go from like planet to planet to planet. I think it's just a revolving system. Oh, so some, uh, you just switch planes of existence into a different reality on a different place? Yep. And then until you come back around? Yeah. Because haven't you had those feelings like you've never been someplace before, but you feel like you've been there? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? So either you come back here as a different person, and that would be somewhat alien, wouldn't it? Yeah. I heard actually, uh, wherever your birthmark is, that's like how you died in your previous life. Oh, I got a huge slug to the neck then. I have, I have a couple on my torso. I think I was stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so... Uh, would you guys rather get popped in the chest, like with a, with a gun, with like 9mm just straight up, uh -huh. like 10 feet away, or get stabbed? Oh, shot. A stabbing is personal. You're and up, you, you're and up you close. see it going in, bro. Yeah, you're feeling that. Mm -hmm. Most people, when they get shot, they don't even realize it until... Uh, about half an hour you like later look down so. and you're like oh. yeah oh. no you're adrenaline like have you ever broken in a bone or something and you don't realize it until you look at it I think I've broken like six yeah and you don't really feel it until you look at it or yeah. just any injury really yeah it's kind of like that from people I've talked to they just feel a hot warm sensation and then they're like where's all this blood coming from <laughs> but when you get stabbed you know what's going on yeah <laughs> that's a terrible way to go Stuff. But back to the aliens, though. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's dead. No, I no, definitely. There, there, I mean, this, this, there has to be stuff out there. Oh I mean, yeah. There just has yeah. to be. Has to be. So there's a. What about ghosts? Like, I had a. I had a ghost experience okay. the other night too. Wait, hold on. We're I feel pretty, like I feel like he was about to say something. Yeah. Hold on. Okay. Where was okay. he? Where was right. he going with this? What? You said there's something out there. Well, I mean, this is just. This is just too big of, you know, how we live and uh -huh. the planet that we're on and the solar system and the Milky Way and everything. Uh -huh. And, you know, the scientists say there's other galaxies out there, oh, other yeah. solar systems. Mm -hmm. So, you know. What are the odds that we're the only one? Yeah, I mean. 
The odds okay, so are. I got. I want to know. Likely we're uh, the odds are there's no way. Okay. That we're the only ones here. Exactly, because we don't even know what how a space. We can how, barely how we can goes. barely land a rover on uh, what is it? You tell me you're the aerospace guy. We can't Mars get or the Mars or the asteroid. Because we're they're trying to do two, but yes, yeah, well, and that's, that's a, not far. What right? do you mean we barely can land a rover on Mars? We did it four or five times. Well, I mean, no, no, that's no. as far as we yeah, can go. We go, yeah. But it like uh, relatively, that's nothing compared to the universe. Nothing. Like Mars is Earth is this, Mars is this, and the universe is yeah. all, all, everything that we're okay. So I should so this is shout out to I'm gonna steal this and butcher it from in a nutshell. Uh, but so you can like a way to like. In perspective, so you have solar system, galaxy, supercluster. If for every grain of sand on Earth there was ten thousand planets, that, is that would represent a supercluster. And there's millions of superclusters in our um, in our. Uh, I actually don't know what's above that. Yeah. Like known universe, I would yeah, say. Yeah, that is so crazy. You know, that just puts it perspective. But so there was a really interesting thing where so Earth is a really relatively young planet yeah. compared to everything else in our in our galaxy. So why in the we did advance this far? Why haven't we seen if we give us another hundred million years? Why haven't we seen anyone else colonize a galaxy? What's any the radio theory signals? they have? The the filter. Yes, yeah, so this the is where I'm going. Filter. I'm going with it. So yeah. it's it's the great filter. So they think that if we were to see aliens, that would be a bad thing because there'd be filters. So the whole thing about it is they think that there's a filter that prevents life from ever colonizing the galaxy or ever advancing too far. So whether that would be some of it, some people think it's like the actual creation of life. The actual you know, single cell organisms is way harder than we think it is, and we are truly the only ones to do it. Some say the great filter may be AI that takes over, or maybe you know, we run out of natural resources on the planet. Anyways, there's all these little filters that they think, you know, like hoops we jump through. So if yeah. there's no other aliens, we probably have passed the great filter. But if we see another advanced species, we probably haven't hit it yet. And we're going to have a big task in front of us. I think if we do eventually get out there far enough, it'll be with AI. And it'll be a system that What's has AI? human intelligence. I think AI is making, oh. making or break it for the human species. Well, I think it's like if we are able to eventually get there... Then it would oh, be we would, be we would send out day. AI or like human intelligence to do this, but it wouldn't need the necessities like oxygen and stuff that humans actually need to be able to survive. So it would be out there alone, and it would be human intelligence that gets there, but not us ourselves. But it could be a great catastrophe. Yeah, that would like doom the whole earth. That's what a lot of that's what Elon thinks. Yeah. <sighs> see, well, I, so, so I just think that it gets a little overhyped. And I do see the point. Once it's I, open, I, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, just the possibility. Possibility. And you're right. And it's a once you open it up, like, you, you it's like the genie's out of the bottle, you yeah. know? There's no, like, reversibility yeah. thing yeah. on that. So, and I, and I see that point. And, like, they, people tried to shut down, like, the Large Hadron Collider because there was a 1 to the negative 16th chance that, you know, it'd make a super, it'd make a black hole. There was a chance of it. People wanted to shut it down because of it. Yeah. But they think because that risk was so low, you know, we've learned a lot of scientific uh, breakthroughs from it. So Neil deGrasse Tyson said, there's a 2% uh, DNA difference between monkeys and humans, 
let's say there's a 2% difference between us and aliens, how much more advanced would they be than humans? So it's like, like us compared to like uh, a rabbit, you know, what if it's like a rabbit to humans, humans to aliens, it's like, how much more advanced are they than us? <laughs> yeah. Well, they'd have to be, robot dog. A lot, there'd have to be a lot further advanced than us if there's aliens that's up there now watching us or flying around us or whatever. They'd have to, wouldn't that just make sense? They're more advanced than us. They oh, have yeah. the technology to be able to do that. People yeah. think they're already here and they're the ones that helped us invent the beat, the, uh... Pyramids. Nah, well, yeah, the pyramids <laughs> and, uh, what's the place? The stealth bomber? What was it? The B oh, the B-2? Yeah, they think, they think aliens helped us invent, because the technology jump from what we had and then the B-2 was, like, insane, right? Okay, so... I'm going to drop a little aerospace well, thing. Yes, yes. Yeah, so the B-2 doesn't have any, uh, doesn't have a vertical, uh, a, uh, yeah, a vertical, a vertical stabilizer. And it's all about where okay. you put the center of gravity on the plane. Since you're dropping bombs, you can pretty much move that center of gravity around where you want it, where you put the bombs, you know? In a cargo, in a normal passenger jet, it's going to be down the middle. You can't put people in the wings. You can't put them like this. And then they came out with super interesting, how do you make the thing yaw side to side? And their creative solution was you fire the right thruster more than the left thruster. You their know? creative solution was reverse engineering a UFO from Roswell, Jeff. I don't know, man. I'm saying they're all very probable solutions to an interesting technical problem and just to make the radar section lower so it's stealth. Yeah. Sam, you got to but but, but okay, so but how crazy was all of those innovations for that time period? Is what I'm asking. Pretty I nuts, mean, right? In the, in the in the 1940s, you had buzz bomb. You know, you had the V2. That was the first rocket. Yeah, and that was ever German. Launched. That was German engineering. Though. And we mm -hmm. and we stole all those guys, and they worked for NASA, and they put the Saturn V on the moon. That was after the war, the though. That was the Saturn V on the moon. I'm just saying. But we no. stole their, their we stole their scientists after the war. And the B two came out when? During World War Two. Oh, are you? Oh, okay. We're talking about different planes. I thought you were talking about the straight one that's a triangle. Yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. Yeah, that came out like in the nineteen seventies. Yeah, that was in the seventies. That was not during. The... Yeah, but what does the V two have to do with that? The rocket. My my, my point that's is that's a rocket, right? Yeah, my point is that they had the technology to put a rocket and they could land it in a place and but so to what make. What about a... the stealth though? Hmm. The stealth technology. The curves on that plane don't look like anything we made up to that point and almost even after. It's, I mean, that's, you know, national trade secret. That's just, you know, testing out different materials. That's testing out different geographic. I mean, we've had radio since, what, Jeff, 1920s? Jeff, it's just weird, Jeff. All right. It's, it's logical weird. progression. Oh, I don't know, man. Oh, we've got the engineer, engineer here. This is what I want. This is what I want to know while we're kind of similarly on this topic. Uh-huh. Hypersonic missiles. Yes. Oh, what the fuck? Do, what? We, do we have those, or are we, are we, are we behind the uh, eight ball here? So hopefully, hopefully, you know, I'm not breaking any trade secrets, but, you know, word on the street is, you know, that's that's the next push. Yeah. Hypersonic's going to take out all aircraft carriers because we're not going to need them anymore. Yeah. We can get to a place in so fast, you know, go on Mach yeah. 5. Uh, NASA has successfully tested a ramjet. Which that takes a normal uh, solid solid rocket booster missile, gets it up to Mach two, and then they run a ramjet on it, and that take and they it only went from Mach two to Mach two point one, 
but it's a proof of concept that we can take a, a hypersonic flight test vehicle. Wow. And I, 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 bet, I bet we have them. Well, the but U.S. Yeah. does. I yeah, feel US. like Russia and China has them. Mm -hmm. I bet we're a little bit better about keeping those things quiet. Probably. I think we're kind of afraid to keep excelling in technology because we stopped the nuclear bombs, like, I mean, for a reason. And then uh, what, was the, what was the plane called where it's like it could cross the Atlantic in like two hours or something? And they discontinued it because... Oh, the Concordia? The Concord. The Concord. That was yeah. a failed business attempt. It they was a failed business attempt, but yeah. we stopped trying to do that stuff because just limitations. But like, if we continued trying to keep doing more and more, then maybe we could eventually get to where the aliens are. Well, I mean, we, I mean, we do. So, like, there, so there was a whole, there was a whole bunch of problems with the Concordia. One, it was so loud. That was my favorite. Like, you know, it's a crazy thing. It was too loud. People didn't like it over the thing. NASA just released, I think their X five. I think it's what it was. It's their, it's their quiet, it's their version of a quiet supersonic jet. The Concordia failed because of business reasons, and they had. Do you think you NASA know, has the things. funding they need to innovate? Well, Virgin Atlantic, they're they're. Just had their first successful one, yeah. They're redeveloping that. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 trying it, and again, I don't have all the things, but they'll they'll people will break it down for you. There's a whole bunch of other factors besides just the technology, and it wasn't like for industry, it has to be feasible, and people weren't willing to pay the extra money to go. The I mean, you save a couple hours, and that that's good. Like, but damn. how many people are willing to pay five times the price of a ticket for that two hours? It's a price for everything. There's definitely some people that would be able to afford it, but I don't think it will be able to be, uh, let's say, for the general public. People that can afford it aren't flying commercial. Exactly. But, like, let's say our president needs to get over to Europe ASAP. It should be uh, of access. Yeah. I'm sure he has something of access to get to wherever he needs to go ASAP. Stat. Stat. <laughs> <laughs> so we're at the, 50, we're at the 57 minute mark We're actually cro crossing the threshold To make this the longest Dale Suit podcast to date um, I don't know Maybe we, we might come out with a part two To this episode But uh One more word from our sponsor Learner and Row It's the way, way to go, go. Call 977-1900 This was Dale Soup Episode 3 Remember the fucking name Thanks for tuning in. Peace.